Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, one and all, to the Triple Deke. I'm here oh. as all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, <good> start. <laughs> Holy snars on our souls. I'm excited. We're back. And this is two weeks in a row, Kyle. Oh, I don't want to overload you here, buddy. Are you sweating a little? I am. We might need to take a three, four week break after this. Well, we can recap the season in our next episode anyways. Yeah, it's a short exactly. season, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we did our we did our draft preview. We had the draft last weekend and uh and this is kind of a big one. The the league starts tonight, buddy. Yeah, that's there's been some games completed already and there's still some going on. And uh I'm depressed to say that I actually didn't watch any of it yet. Oh man, well, you know what? The I was speaking of depressed, the first couple periods were a little rough in the Toronto game, but uh then they they showed the Canadian what they were really all about and from the end of the second on they came back, tied her up and uh took it down in overtime. One of your fantasy players put the put the puck in the net and Got Leafs are first in the league. Leafs are number one, baby. Yeah, start planning the parade. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, before we uh we have a lot to get to today, but before we get started, we actually have our very first listener voicemail. It's a message from our old pal Matt Powell. So yes, I'm old. excited. Let's give it a listen. You guys better have a good show tonight or I'm never listening again. Well, you know what? I think we're I don't think we're gonna disappoint old Matt. I think we're gonna have a hell of a show tonight. What do you say? I think so too, and I think he'll be back to listen again and again. He's going to be hooked on the yeah. Triple D. He's a lifer. Well, buddy, hockey starts tonight, like we mentioned, and as of today, there are 116 straight days of NHL hockey scheduled. They are knocking out this shortened season, boom, 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 trying to uh, trying to beat the virus, get those games in, and get ourselves to playoffs. Um, if you're watching or if you're keeping track of your favorite team, things are going to look a little different this year. Um, instead of the regular, uh, divisions, the teams have been split into four new divisions, um, to kind of make up for the fact that the Canadian teams can't go back and forth across the border. So, uh, we have for the first time, uh, ever, I believe we have a, an all Canadian division, a North division. So that's obviously uh, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. And then uh, your favorite squad there, the Bees, they're playing yes. in the East Division. That's uh, So the Boston Bruins are playing with Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Yeah, a couple of tough divisions right there. Then uh, after that, we have the Central Division, which has Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Dallas, Nashville, and Tampa. And then we have the West Division, which is Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Minnesota, La, I mean LA, <laughs> Vegas, San Jose, and St. Louis. So, uh, it's good. like you said, it's going to be a real busy, heavy schedule. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how goalies line up. I, I tried when I was drafting to think about that, and my head just exploded, so I didn't try and uh, figure that out, but... It's going to be a, a real busy schedule. There's going to be no excuses for us to, uh, you know, do the dishes or help around the house. We're going to be busy watching hockey. Well, and that's the thing that, you know, our, our partners and our, our friends are going to have to understand that this yeah. is uh, the next 116 days are kind of off limits. That's a no-no zone. Yeah, another kind of little interesting point, too, is um, San Jose is going to lead the league with 12 back-to-back games. 
Well, Tampa and the Rangers and Pittsburgh only have six. So, you know, that's going to prove to make things a little bit interesting for those teams. Yeah, that's, you know, that's quite a difference, really. Um, and uh, with such a short sprint of a season, I wonder if that that extra little bit of rest, even though it's only a half dozen days, I wonder if that will really help those teams. I wonder if the league looked and said, well, you know, Tampa, Rangers, Pittsburgh, those are those are playoff quality teams. We want them to be healthy. Who knows? Yeah, not a lot of confidence in the Sharks this year, so maybe they just give them the, the trash when it came to the schedule. Or who knows? Oh, you never know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, we also have some uh, new names this league and or this year in the league. Uh, the Big Stick has had some change. You know, I, I like to see the change. We Sometimes we've had some teams that have been around for a while, but we have some name changes that are pretty interesting. I thought we'd talk about that. What do you think? Sounds good to me, buddy. If one of y'all says some silly-ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. Uh, our first new team name is the Stony Rapids Blackouts. That's Nick. Um, you know, a little, little different name there. Laurent Ding Dings, that's you. Kyle Faulkner. Hashtag no reasons. I'd like to get a little more information on that one. That's a, a name that I don't totally understand yet. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if he's got a reason for that. No, no mm-hmm. probably none. <laughs> we have the Standard Stars, you know, a nice clean name there. I like that. Pussy Wagon. There's a name that hits you in the face. I think that's how I think that's how Chase got his uh you know, he had that cat growing up with no legs and he liked to take it for walks around the neighborhood. I think that's what he called his little uh contraption that he pulled okay. behind him there. Yeah, I was wondering if it was that or maybe if he his cat had a litter of kittens and he was just taking all the kittens around in the wagon. Oh. God only knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then we have a few names inspired by the Cree language, actually. We have uh, let me see if I can get this right. Mito Pima Tawasun, close enough. That's a mm-hmm. uh, Tommy gun. And um, that means the good life, which is mm. all been living here in the round, right, Kyle? That's, uh, well, you know, I was. I was living the good life. Now I'm living the Chemical Valley life. But uh, it's pretty <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. And then we have Team uh, Miwi Iti. Miwi Iti. <laughs> I should know that since it's my name. But uh, what that means is Team Shitty Bum. Yeah, I was going to ask if you wanted to give us a loose translation, but uh, that's that, the, yeah. <laughs> that is a, that's the translation, and, you know, who knows? That could be a very good name for my team this year. We'll see. You never know, right? I was I had a, I had a couple LOLs. I was looking back through the, uh, the last five <laughs> or six years of the league, actually, because uh, with all the new names, I wanted to look and see which names hadn't changed at all. And uh, mm-hmm. I had some laughs at some of the names over the years. And, you know, it's funny. You look at some of your own and some of your competitors and one year they have such and such a name, they might be down near the bottom of the rankings and then they switch it up the next year and all of a sudden they're up in, you know, second or first place. But uh, these teams, at least since 2016, that was as far back as I could go uh, because, remember, we switched over the new league. That's but, right. There was a... Switch, that's right. But at least since 2016, these are the teams that have not have not strayed. They've not relocated. They've, they've stayed loyal to their fans. So we've got uh, the Big Buffs. That's Boyer's team, of course. Stubby's Speech Impediment. This is, I think, since day one of the Big Stick, I believe. 
uh, we've had that with that's a good name, with... and that that's a bit of a throwback to uh, the uh, very old days of the league. League commissioner Brett Stumminton and his uh, his how he made fun of his own speech impediment, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, team boner. That's uh, you know our old pal Chris Jolly. Uh, mm-hmm. The South End Slappers. That's Clarky. Powell to the people, not much mystery there. Matt Powell, uh, the Air Ronge Beavers. I always liked, I always liked that one. That's uh, the Meat Man. That's Barry's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wooden Nichols. That's one. That's our other commission. All three of our current commissioners have not changed their name since 2016. But uh, that's Jr. Big Poppy. And this one is of all the team names that haven't changed at all. This one is my favorite because it has not changed since this person actually signed in. They've never, I don't even know if he knows how to edit his team name. That's team (laughs) Christmas. That was the pre-assigned name that ESPN gave you. You might be thinking, Oh, well, what about team boner? But no, that would have been team jolly. And he, he cleverly kept it almost the same, but team Christmas. Good for you. Keeping it real. That's the real the real long-term team right there. That's impressive. Good job, Roddy. Yeah. Anyways, we got oh oh my goodness, Joel. What? We've got we've what? got breaking news happening here, right here, right now. Live on the Triple D. This is uh, oh, this is shocking if this is true. So last episode we mentioned we had an undercover informant that was working, you know, trying to get some background info on our new league members. And uh, he's just sent us something in. He's made a startling discovery uh, that the night of the draft, so this past Friday, there was an unfamiliar vehicle parked outside of Wooden Nichols team headquarters. And I know, and our our source did some checking around and he found following the license plates that that car belonged to none other than the human hockey database himself, Mr. Jason Smith. Oh my God. Oh, and I'm seeing here, we've got a confirmation. These reports have been confirmed by an anonymous next door neighbor who also plays in the big stick. I, I can't think of who that would be, but I mean, this sounds legit, right? Two sources, man. Well, you know, you might recall that a few seasons ago, the Wooden Nichols found themselves at the center of Draftgate scandal. And, uh, you know, that was a black mark on the team that they've struggled to erase from its record. And, you know, this allegation could further alienate their fan base. This is not good news for that Wooden Nickel team. Um, I would say, I think you would agree, Kyle, we should encourage Jared Richards to come on the program and, or at least leave a voicemail or something or an email and explain himself before his name gets really dragged into the mud here. Absolutely. You know, if, if anything, I would say that silence on this matter only, you know, confirms the worst in my mind. Well, they say where there's beer cans in your backyard, there's fire. So who knows? <laughs> wow. There's no fire in that backyard. You know that. <laughs> anyways wow that was uh you know an unexpected interruption but shocking and important nonetheless 
Oh, it's the important business we do here on the Triple D. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we had, as, as we mentioned a couple of times, we had the, uh, the official big stick draft. It was a great night. Um, I know uh, a couple of brothers in the league got together and drafted together. I know uh, Mike Clark, his, his plan to uh, tape a pyramid of beer cans on his roof to steal his neighbor's Wi-Fi signal <laughs> kind of backfired on him a little bit and uh, didn't really work out the way he wanted to, I don't think. Well, he only had, you know, a year to figure it out, I guess. Well, uh, the tough thing, too, is, you know, when the exact same thing happened last year, I guess you expect this year it'll be different, but I guess not. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was nice to see some familiar faces. It was nice to see, uh, you know, Boner give us a nod or a head shake when he, when he liked one of your picks there. Yeah, um, I, I really rely on that, to be honest. And uh, uh, the looks he gave me this year weren't great, so I'm a little bit concerned. Well, who knows anyways. But uh, you know what? There were 300 players either kept or drafted, and uh, I asked Joel if he was interested in breaking down each and every one of those picks, and we hemmed and hawed a little, but in the end we figured, you know what, we'll, we'll save that for a future episode. So yeah. uh, instead of doing that, what we're going to do is we're going to give out, you know, a couple of teachers. We're going to give out some warm fuzzies, oh, and we're going nice. to give out some cold pricklies. Ooh, no one likes them. No. So uh, why don't I start us off here? I've actually got okay. two. I've actually got two warm fuzzies. I, I oh, that's nice. Yeah, I wanted to make a couple owners feel good. So the first, the first warm fuzzy at the draft, and this is an auction draft too. If you're listening. Uh, for the first time, or you forgot from, the details of the big stick from California or somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Aloha. But uh, yeah, so everybody <laughs> started with a $200 budget and uh, you had to fill out your roster of 15 players. And the first guy, he, he wasn't a super, super deal. He went for 25 bucks, but that's Kyle Connor from the Jets. Mm. Um, the reason that I like this pick so much is for 25 bucks, you're getting a player who he can go absolutely wild in the points department. He plays on a good team. He's usually up on the top line or on the second line. I think right now he's skating with Stasny on the second line. Um, but last year in a you know a slightly shortened season, he finished with 73 points in 71 games. So wow, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for that price to get one of the top offensive weapons in the league, I I think that's good. And lots of those nice deal. lots of those nice power play bonuses too. And then uh, the other one that I like is actually a bit of a young buck on uh, the Buffalo Sabres there, Victor Olofsson. Mm, not a, big not Olaf. A, yeah, not a household name yet, but I think in a couple of years he may be. And the reason I like this one so much is you look at the main two guys. So you had uh, Taylor Hall, who he went for about 45 bucks, I believe. And Jack Eichel, he was in the mid-30s. And then you've got Olafson, who last year in his first real season, like kind of a true rookie season, he put up 42 points in just 54 games. Uh, he's going to be on the power play with those two. And you know what? You're getting a guy for half the price of Eichel and a third of the price of Hall, and he may be their equal or even their better in the points department. So uh, I like it. That's another warm fuzzy. Well, that's pretty nice. You know, I feel like giving a warm fuzzy too, actually. And I'm... You know, when I thought about teams and who I want to look at here, I thought Boston Bruins, that's a team I know. So I'm going to go with a Boston Bruin for my one fuzzy, and that's old Charlie Mack, Charlie McAvoy. Oh, 
He was drafted for 18 bucks by the Bubbles Bandits. Now, 18 bucks is pretty cheap. There's 20 guys that were actually more expensive than him, and I don't know if they're better. Um, he's going to get the majority of the time on that first power play line, I believe, with Pasta Bergy, Bad Brad Marchand, and David Krejci, also known as a perfection line. <laughs> and, um, you know, this is his year to step out of uh, Chara's shadow and show he's the number one D-man in Boston. So I think this is his year to show he's the guy and to get those big points. And for 18 bucks, I think that's not a bad little buy. No, I like that one, man. You know, he's uh, he was brought in with pretty high hopes. And you, like you said, the big Z's gone. And also uh, the caveman there, Tory Krug, he's moved on. So this is his chance to kind of step into the spotlight. Absolutely. Well, what oh. else do we have here? Well, you know, not not everybody gets an orange slice in this league, right? Only the no. only the good only the good ones. Uh, there were a couple of things I didn't really. I kind of, you know, sneered at a little bit. And Boner, I thought, sneer. I thought Boner was in an earthquake. His head was shaking back and forth so fast he didn't like it. And the first one happened really early, and it was kind of a fluky thing because it was a live human being bidding against an auto bid that just kept going higher and higher. But uh, human intelligence, I don't know if you want to call it one or at least bid the most money, but Connor McDavid, he went for $82. So pretty pretty close to 50% of the uh, budget. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that he is a bad pick. He is unbelievable. He absolutely has a chance to be the number one player in our fantasy league any year that he plays and is healthy. But here's the thing. Dreisaitl went for only $56. So mm. that's not great. Like a little quick math here. I could have got Dreisaitl and Kyle Connor for the same price as Connor McDavid. And I know that those two guys are going to outscore him. For sure. So that's the risk, I think, when you kind of get it in your mind that you are so committed to a player in an auction draft and you're saying, I'm getting him no matter what, you kind of pigeonhole yourself. And also when a real big name comes up super quick like that, it can it can kind of trick you. You get too excited and, and all of a sudden a fool and their money are soon parted. Well, it can cause a real frenzy there at the start when a name like that comes up with all these guys have money to spend and they go nuts. But the other thing too is you have all your your eggs in that basket and if McDavid does get hurt, now what? Well, you're yeah. In, you're in some big doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I should give, my, give a cold prickly myself here. And, you know, this time I'm going to do another Bruin. Mm. It's uh, Tuka Rask. Mm. So he was drafted for $52. That was the third most expensive goalie by the Air Orange Beavers. Um, if the trend continues as it has last few years, Rask is likely only going to get just over half of the starts. So I, I feel like that's a lot of money for a halftime goalie. And the thing right now with Boston, too, is if Halak gets hot, the coach is going to have no problem riding Halak and letting Rask sit on the bench. So it could be a risky play there. And I know even last year with Rask, he has a bit of a bad name when he opted out. So if the fans aren't behind him, it could be a long season for Rask and a long season for the Air Orange Beavers. Well, yeah, that's the thing, you know, and we've seen, we've seen in the past that uh, 
We've seen in the past that they're not afraid to go with the hot hand. We've seen that uh, Rask has run into, you know, a little bit of injury trouble. Not too, too bad, but he no. tweaks something here or there. And he's not getting any younger, Joel, just like the rest of us. Oh, now, God knows that's I, true. I will say, I think, was he drafted for 52 or was he a keeper? I can't remember, actually. Ah, uh, I thought he was drafted but maybe he yeah. was a keeper well you know it's still the same thing when you when you choose a keeper you're adding 10 bucks to their value that you got them for last year so basically you're deciding you know it's like a preemptive draft strike you're going to george w bush and that player is your uh your he was a keeper you're right but still well, it was still same you know yeah. i yeah i don't i don't hate that choice he's a great goalie but uh like you said especially in the short season if he's only playing 25 games, that's your – he better win most of them for that price. Well, oh, you know what? Know. We did – oh, hey, you're the one with the show. You can say whatever you want, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we did the warm fuzzies. We did the cold pricklies. But uh, there's one player I want to talk about as a possible boner. Uh-oh. Mike, boner's at the door. So last week, you know, we had a little quick discussion um, about guys that were going to be on the IR for most of the year or all of the year and the idea of drafting them. And the big name that came up was Nikita Kucherov, right? Guy who could be a top player, going to miss the whole season here, but going into next year, who knows if he's healthy, he could be right back up to the top. So he was selected he was he was picked up for $19 so just about 10% of a team's draft budget which i personally wouldn't have gone quite that high i'm sure there are people who would disagree with me and say you know what you're going to keep him for 29 bucks and what a bargain like we just talked about uh, dry saddle went for 50 something mcdavid went for 80 something so yes absolutely but you're really kneecapping your team spending that much money on something you can't use. But here's why I'm calling Boner. Uh-oh. The team who drafted him, this is a tough one to swallow because the team who drafted him, one of our new owners, the Blackouts, he is also the player who spent $82 on McJesus. So 50% of his money was gone and he only had one player to show for it. Um, yeah, like I'll give Nick credit. He was pretty creative. He filled out his lineup and made a couple of decent pickups. I think actually a couple of decent value plays. Um, and he's, he's committed to his team. He actually made the first trade of the season, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute here, but, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see if this big spending, actually helps him at all this year or if he's just looking ahead to 2022 pretty quickly here well and i think he got a little bit lucky too that with the season we're having we have four ir spots because if you would really have a decision to make if he's going to sit on him and have only one ir spot or if he's just going to drop him and just admit that he wasted that money yeah absolutely so yeah i mean i'll give him this on day one here i was just looking uh that young fella is actually uh, winning right now, eight seven point nine to five point one. So mm. maybe maybe he knows what he's doing. Who the hell knows? Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess um, I know you're talking about uh, trades there, and I guess we should do a, a little thing we like to call trade grade. Sounds good to me. Um, there was two trades already before the season even started, so I'm not sure if that means that 
teams were unhappy with how they did with their their draft or if they just wanted to shake things up early. But the first trade was uh, my team, Team Miwi Iti, which means shitty bum. <laughs> uh, I sent Patrick Hornquist and Thomas Tatar, Tartar Sauce Man, to the blackouts, and I received Jamie Ben in return. Now, who won? I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a tie. Actually, you're gonna call this a pretty even one, hey? I'm gonna call it a tie because, and the only reason I did this is because in the past I've kind of hung having too many players from one team. So I, after I drafted, I was like a little upset with how I did things, and I said, you know what? I need to diversify. So I I actually had Ben rated a bit higher in my uh, in my secret rankings. So. I said I didn't mind giving up the tar, and Old Hornquist was a $2 pickup, so I didn't mind sending him over. So I feel like that's kind of a win-win. Yeah, for sure. Like, Hornquist, he's tough to tough to know what's going to happen, right? He's on a new team. He, I don't know if you saw the video that came out uh, earlier when he got traded from Pittsburgh to Florida. He kind of had a kind of had a bit of a meltdown outside the rink. He was pretty upset, I guess. But... Uh, you know he's he's a big physical guy when he's healthy he can he can put points on the board or minutes in the box so that's a good piece and Tatar he's also on a new squad and he lit the lamp he got his first goal of the season tonight for the uh, Lake Canadien so uh, yeah, I think that, that he, hurt a little bit tonight when I saw that for sure you gave up a couple good pieces but uh, the thing is you know Jamie Ben coming off a disappointing season but if ever there was a guy set up for a good bounce back this is it and uh if he gets rolling you know watch out it's it's great if hornquist and tatar you know together are averaging you know 1.9 or 2 points a game or 2.5 even but if you got one guy who's averaging close to 2 that's way better well, so, we'll see. That's, yeah, that's what we'll, we'll put a wait and see on that one yeah that one's we'll stick a fork in it we'll stick a pin in it i mean well, we also had another trade there too, and that uh, involved it caused a bit of controversy. There was a lot of talk in the in the chat about it. That was uh, our pal Honest Wilson. He sent Tyler Toffoli, Kevin Fiala, and Austin Matthews. That's the big piece of it to Team Boner. In return, he got Dougie Hamilton, Kuznetsov, and Jaden Schwartz. So, who the hell won that one? So I'll be honest with you. I'll I'll fess up. I was uh, the one who kind of kickstarted the uh, the chirping at Honest Wilson for this trade. Uh, it seems like every year Boner and and Rob make a big you know big swing and deal either right Gosh. now at the start or one or two weeks in or even right at the deadline. But uh, you know what? For all the teasing and all the ribbing, when I look at this. I actually think Honest Wilson came out on top. And, like, let me tell you why. Austin Matthews is for sure the best player in this trade, I would say, right? He's, uh, you know, analysts are calling on him to win the scoring title this year. Um, Actually, tonight, this was his first opening night game that he hasn't scored a goal in. He, uh, I believe he has tied the record for four straight opening nights, and he would have set the record, but he didn't do it tonight. But, you know, to Foley, he's an okay player. He's solid, but he's going to be down. He's with a new squad this year, and he's going to be down on the third line, it looks like. Kevin Fiala, this is a guy that I picked up off waivers last year. I really liked him. He was a three-position guy. 
He ended the season on a crazy, like, I think he had 30 points in his last 17 games or something. Um, and Minnesota is going to be looking to him, but that's not a squad that I want too many pieces of. No. And when you look on the other side of it, Dougie Hamilton might be the best defenseman um, fantasy-wise in our league this year, the way he was going before he broke his leg last year. And then you've got Kuznetsov, who might be playing center for with Ovechkin. And then you've got Schwartz, who's going to be top line and top power play for one of the best teams in the league. So he gave up the best piece. But overall, I think Honest Wilson actually uh, kind of played a trick on Team Boner. Yeah, you know, I, I like to make a big fuss in that in that chat as well. But after I looked at it a bit further, I, I thought old Wilson did pretty good there. You know, he he did spend a lot of money at, at the draft on two big-name guys, and I think he realized he could get rid of one piece and uh, add a couple of real nice ones on his team. And his team's a little more diversified now. And, uh, you know, he's got a better chance to win, I think. And But on Boner's side there, if Matthews gets hot, who knows? He might be able to trade him again and get even two better pieces back. So it still might not be over yet. Yeah, it's hard to say, right? It looks, it can look one way on paper, and in a few weeks, all of a sudden, it looks like something totally different. So, but we're gonna yeah. give that one to uh, Honest, actually. I think. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think in the preliminary grading, we'll give it to Honest. Maybe at the end of the year, we'll look back on a couple of these and uh, and see who who ended up winning and losing it. Who's the real winner? Who's the real winner and who's the real boner? Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Well, you know what? That uh, I hope we didn't disappoint our our buddy Matt Powell there. I hope that we did one hell of a show and that he uh, joins us whenever our next episode might come up. Well, that's true, and you know it would be nice to hear from him or any other members of the Triple Deke, right? They have lots of um, ways to get a hold of us, don't they? Yeah, for sure. If you've got, uh, you know, something to say, you want to chirp us or another team, you want to give us a pat on the back or give yourself a pat or a question, you can email us at tripledeekshow at gmail.com or you can uh, do what our buddy Matt did and leave us a voicemail. Get yourself heard on the air. Uh, You can do that using the link in the show description wherever you're listening. So uh, to all of you listening out there, good luck with your matchups this week. And remember, don't... don't Be a boner. boner.